Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ladies and gentlemen, I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports? The very famous Doobie Lane is back on the ones and twos. We greatly appreciate him joining us as always. We have a great show in store for you tonight. Yes, Stephen Miller, we are going to get to not only Rafino's rants, but a hashtag Rafino's Rudy Poo of the day, which will be tied into Rafino's rants. A very hysterical Georgia fan came after me today on Twitter. You are not going to want to miss that. Also, Miles Brennan leads the SEC in Heisman odds. Let's break that down. What is Vegas telling you with Miles Brennan leading the, the, the charge in this Heisman race? Because here's the thing, guys. Here is the thing. They don't want to lose any more money than they already have. Joe Burrow named a captain for the Cincinnati Bengals. What does that tell us as well? Also, LSU football announced their seating capacity, which is tied for the most amongst other schools in the SEC. Glad that we will have some of us being able to go into Tiger Stadium this season. And as the season progresses, we will talk about that as well. LHSAA came out with a big segment today as well. They're going to be pushing high school football up a week. Boy, it has just been a news-filled day. A very news-filled day, even starting from 7 o'clock this morning, going on with the great Bill King. But guys, before we get started, as always, go ahead and hit the like and hit that share and share into some groups for a player as we are on episode 95. Guys, five more episodes and we hit one hundos. One hundos for me in the doobie lane. That's going to be exciting. We will hit that next week. Hayes Hayden says on Facebook Live, what's Lane Kiffin going to do for the Rebels? We can touch on that a little bit, but before we get to that, our main sponsors, with an S, sponsors of the show, first off, as always, our good friends, GM Varnado and Sons. GM Varnado and Sons has faithfully been serving your denim rings in Baton Rouge area for over 62 years. With their highly trained technicians, there's absolutely nothing that they can't do. Drive train repair, motorhome chassis, oil changes, tire sales, tire rotations. No job is too big or too small over at GM. Give them a call a day at 225-664-9992. That's 225-664-9992. And guys, there has never been a better moment to put your home for listing. Guys, your home team is a mega team at Keller Williams. At your home team, we are not just a team of agents. We are family. Our family would let you, we want our family to help yours. Our experts in marketing and real estate agents will find you the best suitor today. And also, if you're looking for a house, we will get you in that today as well on the North Shore. Give us a call at 985-467-7355. That's 985-467-7355. Or go follow them on Facebook or go to their website at team.kw.com. All right. Hashtag Rafino's rant. I'm not sure if you guys saw today on Twitter, but you should go back and look at it. Today, I came out with a statement on my own personal Twitter, which you're, if you're not following Blake J. Rafino, Uh-oh. Gag says we have a little bit of an echo. I don't know if we do or not. 
okay. Well, let us know if we have a, a, a little bit of an echo. Guys, we're going to get that fixed as soon as possible. Landry said that it echoed a little last night. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Okay. I'm not sure if you guys saw this on Twitter today at Blake J. Rafino, but I came out with a statement in reference to LSU and their upcoming football season. I am quite frankly tired of people saying nationally that LSU is going to be trash. LSU this season is not going to be trash. For all of you national media members, for all of you SEC fans, really for any fan of college football, get this through your thick skull right now. LSU will not go worse than 7-3. and three. Here's how I know why. Let's look at LSU's schedule. Ole Miss, Mississippi State, Arkansas, Missouri, Vandy, South Carolina, and Texas A&M. Now, I could see where people may come out with the argument about Texas A&M not be a, being a runaway win. Okay. However, you still have six, six wins that LSU will have starting out of the gate. So you mean to tell me that in the four remaining games for LSU in the regular season, that they're not going to get one more win against Auburn, against Texas A&M, against Florida, or against Bama? That's not going to be the case. Quite frankly, the floor for LSU is going to be 7-3 and three with 6. Okay, Doobie told me we do not have an echo. That is on their side. So maybe, guys, if you want to refresh, you can do that. But stay in here. Just deal with the echo because I don't want you to miss this. Six games on LSU schedule right off the top is going to be wins. Ole Miss is not going to beat LSU. Mississippi State's not going to beat LSU. Vandy is not going to beat LSU. South Carolina is not going to beat LSU. Quite frankly, Texas A&M is not going to beat LSU. You trust Kellen Mond right now? Well, then put money on it. Put money where your mouth is and tell me that Texas A&M, you have Texas A&M beating LSU. Do you trust Bo Nix? Do you trust Bo Nix, a Bo Nix-led Auburn team beating LSU? Well, and here was the argument from Chris on Twitter. He did make some good arguments, especially for somebody who doesn't follow LSU like we do. He said, well, Blake, you had so many coaches leave. Well, you had Tommy Robinson, Joe Brady, Dave Aranda, I get, and George Munoz. But, guys, elite programs have this kind of turnover every year. Now, this is a show-me year for LSU. No debating that. But for me, LSU going 7-3, and three, anything above that is going to be Lanyap. The truth of it is, the truth of it is, I still think that they can beat Auburn. I still think that they'll beat Texas A&M. And I think that if you're going to talk about two games that scare me the most is going to be Florida and is going to quite simply be Alabama as it is always. So if we sit here at the end of the year and LSU is 8-2 and two after perfecting college football a season ago, a season ago, 
What are we going to say then? Because the last time I checked, the last time I checked, if LSU went won 15 games last year and would turn around and win eight, that it means they only lose two. What would their record be? For Chris, who is a Georgia fan, let me ask you this question, good sir. Do you know what LSU, I mean, not LSU, but what Georgia has at quarterback coming back? JT Daniels has not even cleared to practice. You don't have your starting running back anymore. You don't have your two offensive tackles that were all SEC on that offense anymore. Outside of George Pickens, what do you have at wide receiver other than Jermaine Burton, who's a true freshman? If you want to talk about Alabama, who we've broken down a lot in this show, don't they have the same question marks? That is why the SEC, in my opinion, is wide open. But here's the funny thing. I could come out here and talk about Georgia. I could come out here and talk about Alabama. I could talk about whoever, guys. I can talk about whoever. And I can make any statement. And every fan base outside of LSU is going to say, yeah, we believe that. Yep, we can see it. We can see it. But the one time, the one stinking time, I say that the floor for LSU is 7-3. and You come out, and I'm quoting you, oh, Blake, you're a homer. It does nothing for me. It hurts me. From the platform of the 7,500 on Facebook, from the 3,000 that we've built on Twitter, to say that LSU's floor is seven and three. It doesn't gain me anything. Does LSU have a lot of question marks? Yes. But name a program in the SEC that doesn't have question marks. I will wait. To Chris on Twitter. Who's the best pass rusher in the SEC? The entire SEC has a question mark on who the best pass rusher will be, who can actually get after a quarterback. So are you going to sit here and tell me that, that Vegas is wrong? That Vegas is wrong that has LSU at 7.4 wins? That's their average for LSU is 7.4 wins? As Gag says, forget you, Chris. <laughs> Michael Gagliano, good to see you back, sir. Stephen Miller says, you're an absolute moron if you call someone a homer for saying his team is going 7-3. and three. Exactly. And here's the thing. I'm being extremely conservative because, quite frankly, I think LSU beats Texas A&M and Auburn. I think LSU is going to be, as always, as they normally are, the second team in the West at minimum. But I gave you, of the four big games, I gave you a Florida. I gave you an Alabama. I gave you an Auburn. Because LSU did have a lot of turnover. So if you want me to be very, very, very homerish, this is what it would sound like. Ed Orsron in his tenure at LSU has never lost back-to-back games. Kirby Smart has faced LSU and Ed Orgeron twice and have gotten clapped both times. Not once did Kirby Smart and Georgia come close to beating LSU. 
Do you remember the LSU team in 2018 who everyone said it was horrendous on offense? You came to Baton Rouge and got clapped. You want to talk about homerish. You you know, there's a stigma out there that Ed Orgeron is exactly like Gene Chizik, the former Auburn head coach who was the head coach who had Cam Newton on that incredible run that they went on with Nick, Nick Fairley as well, the defensive tackle. But let me tell you something that Gene Chizik did not accomplish. In the last 10 games against top 10 opponents, Gene Chizik did not go 9-1 like Ed Orgeron. In his tenure at LSU, has not Ed Orgeron won more or close and not even at 20 games against top 25 opponents? Do not come at me and tell me that Kirby Smart, Dan Mullen, uh, Jimbo Fisher to this point is better than Ed Orgeron as a head coach. Because the truth is, over the last time I've seen Ed Orgeron, he's done nothing but win. And if he goes 8-2, and two, and in two seasons, he's 23-2. and two. Quite frankly, that shows me that he's one of the better coaches in college football. Talk about me being a homer. Yeah, how about a coach that's never lost back-to-back games at his time at LSU? Well, Blake, does Ed Orgeron get a pass against losing to Troy? Hell no. Heck no, he doesn't. The same way that Kirby Smart does not get a pass about losing to South Carolina. But you know what helps Ed Orgeron? Him looking in the mirror and telling everybody, hey, man, we got to fix something and we got to fix it fast. We got to go get a guy out of Ohio State by the name of Joe Burrow. Bring him in here. Bring him in here and go and win a national title. Dan Mullen is not a better coach than Ed Orgeron to this point. Kirby Smart, although he's gone to a national title game, is not better than Ed Orgeron at this point. Quite simply, you have to win a national title to be in that, in that upper tier of a class. Guys, in any other profession, in anything else, if I told you, let's take Ed Orgeron and Kirby Smart completely out of it, completely out of it, and I said, Coach A has beaten Coach B twice, and in both times, he's beat him of a margin more than 40 points. What would you say then? That would be like me. That would be like me. Coming to you right stinking now saying, you know what? Ed Orgeron's a better coach than Nick Saban. Because the last time they went on the field, Nick Saban got clapped by Ed Orgeron and company. At home. Last part on this. Hugh Freeze, the former Ole Miss head coach beat Nick Saban twice in his tenure at Ole Miss, never won a national title. 
Nick Saban would go on to win multiple national championships. Is Hugh Freeze a better coach than Nick Saban? No, because in the other three times they faced each other, Ole Miss only scored 21 points. The point about this is, guys, is I purposely wore this, this LSU shirt today for you, Chris. For you. And the simple fact that if you want to call somebody a homer, look yourself in the mirror because I've ripped LSU when it's needed. I said that LSU at the floor would go seven and three, which doesn't help me any. Here's the truth of the matter. You can't make the argument. And and a good buddy of mine, Paul, made this uh, earlier too on Twitter. Why instead of looking what's left, why don't we look what's on the field? Because if you think that you can, st- it, there's not a human being in the, in the SEC right now that can stock stop Eric Gilbert. Newsflash: Everyone hit the like on this on three, one, two, three, like because nobody is going to stop Eric Gilbert. No one is going to stop. Miles Brennan in this receiving core. I keep hearing stuff about the offensive line at LSU. They're going to be fine. Guys, against Texas, a year ago, you gave up four sacks to Texas. But the guy, and Malcolm Roach, who just made the Saints roster, is on that team for the New Orleans Saints to give you some talent that was on on the football field against Texas. They're going to give up sacks. And we're going to talk about this in just a second. In just a second. Why do you think Vegas is coming out with the best odds to win the Heisman in the SEC as Miles Brennan? Why are they coming out with eight wins for LSU? They don't lose this. So you know what, Chris? You need to go rip on Vegas. You need to go rip on everybody in Vegas who picked this. You need to go rip on everyone who's saying seven and three, not just me. If I was a homer, I would say that LSU would go nine and oh or nine and one. But before any of you come on here or come on any of my platforms and call me a homer, provide facts. Getting to some of these, getting to some of the comments, Hayes Hayden says, Hugh paid, let me see, let me get to this, Hayes. Hey, Hugh paid our players well, though. <laughs> he paid strippers better. Uh, Dylan Landry says, it's, it's fire, by the way. Miller says, if the number one quarterback in the nation can't stop Gilbert, how in God's name can anyone else stop him? I guarantee you that there's nobody on Georgia, and I damn sure guarantee you that there's nobody in Alabama. And quite frankly, guys, quite frankly, Alabama's got some questions to answer. On the defensive side of the football, they have some questions to answer. They were poo-poo. Run it, uh, Mr. Dubes, if you still got it. You can do that. This is what Alabama was last year on defense. Rudy Poo. You know what else? You know who else was? Georgia. They were Rudy Poo when they went up against LSU. Anyway. Richard Menard says, can't wait to see Gilbert. I can't either. Kirby Sam Bacon says, Kirby Smart better win one before UGA fans take crap out on him. Yeah, I, I agree. you got to win a natty to be in this discussion. 
talking about LSU and Miles Brennan, let's go ahead and get to that topic because we got a lot to break down on that as well. But before we get to that, our good friend John Patton from Area Home Lending. I am a living example of the help of what John Patton can do for you. With all the recent help from the Federal Reserve, it has pushed mortgage rates down to the lowest that they've ever been. And guys, I can attest to this. Yes, the lowest ever. If you're considering buying a new home, saving money on the mortgage that you have now, or even doing a cash-out refi, the timing has never been better. Get in touch with John Patton today from Area Home Lending. And if you mention this show, if you mention this show, John will send his team out for a free appraisal. With over 15 years of experience, I know that John will take care of you and lock you into the best deal. Give him a call today at 225-663-2500. That's 225-663-2500. Okay. So, Miles Brennan has been trickling up the the Heisman race or Heisman odds in the SEC. Now, Jamie Newman was on top of the Heisman odds, but he has opted out. But per Bavada official, that's Bavada official out of Las Vegas, has come out with the odds of the SEC for the Heisman Trophy. Now, you do have Trevor Lawrence that leads all of college football on who people will believe will win the Heisman. But now with Jamie Newman out, Miles Brennan has stepped in to the top. Miles Brennan is plus 1,400. Mac Jones is plus 1,600. Bo Nix coming at it in at plus 2,000. Kyle Trask coming at plus 2,200. And Najee Harris rounds out the top of that at plus 280 or 2,800 rather. Here's what this tells me. And this is a little to the line of what we were talking about in the last segment. Do you want to know what this tells me? Number one is that People have a very good confidence level of LSU's offense. Yes, maybe taking a step back, but doing very well. This also tells me that they think that Miles Brennan is going to rip it all over the field. If if Vegas thought, if Vegas really thought that LSU was going to be a 6-4 and four team, why are they coming out with the best odds to win the Heisman in the SEC to be Miles Brennan. Think about what we're talking about right now. Miles Brennan, the guy who's been there longer, almost as long as Zach Van Rosenberg, is at plus 1,400. I am not a superstitious kind of guy. And outside of like maybe some games, maybe I can be a little superstitious. My wife would say I'm very superstitious because I wear the same shirt, same shorts, and same socks for every LSU and Saints home game, or just really game. I think I wore this shirt right here for every LSU game last year. Well, outside of one, outside of one. I didn't wear it for the national title game, and then when LSU was down 17-7, to I quickly went and changed it, just letting you know that. So basically – this shirt won LSU a national title. I think that LSU, although coming off the best season in college football history, is about to go out here and surprise the absolute dog doo-doo out of everybody. Out of everybody. Uh-oh. Oh, there we go. Sorry, guys. Sorry, guys. 
I thought that the stream ended on my side, but that was just my technical difficulties. My very, very limited technical difficulties and why I need Doobie Lane. <laughs> I know that Jamar... Here, here's another question that I, I asked myself when I saw that the best odds, the best odds for the SEC in reference to the Heisman, it's after Jamar Chase left. Why is it that Jamar Chase decides to opt out and Miles Brennan has still the best odds? I think it tells me that they believe that he will win it or be very, very close to winning it. Now, he does have his predecessor that he, that quite frankly, broke all of the SEC records last year, shattered them, and shattered all of the really college football records when it comes to a quarterback and Joe Burrow. Now, we're going to merge these two segments together, but... I'm not sure if you guys saw this today, but Joe Burrow was named a starter. I mean, not starter, a a captain, a captain for the Cincinnati Beagles. You don't always have to be a genius to read between the lines of what people are trying to tell you. We know what Joe Burrow is. Joe Burrow is a leader. Joe Burrow speaks for his team. He is a captain. When Joe got in trouble last year and maybe on the limited times he got hit, the offensive line was sprinting to him because that was his guy. Do you guys not get the feel that Miles Brennan is starting to feel just a little bit of those shoes? Every time you hear a guy from LSU talk about Miles Brennan, it's been it it's really been the same. Miles has been a big time leader. He's been helping out the young guys. He's been leading from the front. I mean, we know what's going on in society and what happened at LSU a couple weeks ago. He was leading the charge along with Jacoby Stevens. Whether you agree with it or not, doesn't matter to me, and we don't get into that on this show. But what we do get into is talking about football, and that shows me the leadership skills of your starting quarterback. And now his predecessor is the first overall pick and a team captain for the Cincinnati Bengals. I think Miles Brennan's going to do fine. Just like I think that Joe Burrow is going to do fine. Hashtag, I see you, Dylan Landry. Hashtag, Burbank Joe. Mark, and I don't know how to say your last name, sir. I'm sorry. Ed Orgeron, single again, playing the field. (laughs) Mark, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. And yes, he is. And yes, he is. Gagliano says that A.J. Green stays healthy. Watch out, Tyler Boyd and Joe Mixon. And hey, Gags, also, you know what, Gags? I forgot to tell Doobie this. You can't call in with your picks. We'll do we'll do that do this after this segment. But you're going to have to call a new number, though, Gags. 225-302-8462. We had to change the number up. But 225-302-8462. I'm getting used to that. But Gags, Gags has some bets that he wants to talk about. So, Gags, you can call in. We'll talk about those. But Gags is right. I mean, he's got some weapons with Joe Mixon, A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, a, a, a lot. I mean, a lot of good weapons around him. Can the offensive line hold up is going to be the question. It's going to be the question. Uh, in reference to Joe being a team captain today, outside of Giovanni Bernard's mustache, that was so abundantly clear. Why people weren't talking about that more, I have no idea. 
Why I have no idea. I think Joe Burrow is going to have one of the better, if not, I'm not going to say the best rookie season for a quarterback. I think he's going. I think he's going to do great. I think that the Bengals, quite frankly, I think that they're a sleeper playoff team. I think they're a sleeper playoff team. If if that offensive line can hold up for just a little bit, and I think that Joe Burrow is is a better decision maker than Andy Dalton. Nine out of ten, or, or six out of the seven days in a week. Six of the seven days a week, Joe Burrow is a better quarterback right now than Andy Dalton ever was in Cincinnati. Now, I, I know that might sound crazy for me to say, but I think that Joe's going to make a really good impact for the Bengals. I don't want to already call him the rookie of the year because we do have uh, the NFL football that's going to be starting tomorrow. But it's going to be interesting to see how Joe does. Um, Doobie, do you get a feel? Do you get a feel that Miles, from the just the feeling around LSU, is starting to feel these shoes for Joe Burrow? Or am I the only person on God's green earth that has that feeling? No, I would say um, we all know that Joe to fill Joe Burrow's shoes. That's uh, some. Rather big shoes to fill. However, I think more and more people are buying into him. Um, we're starting to see footage of him. I get it. It's at practice. But we're starting to find out more. The season's getting closer. I think the anticipation, everything's building up. Um, I feel, even though I, I can't sit here and say I know everything about him, I do know a little bit more about him along with everybody else. I feel more confident. You know, LSU is loaded, dude. Uh, in the backfield, we're loaded at uh, receivers. Uh, I really think he's going to do better than people think he, he does. Only thing I do not like, however, <clears throat> i rather players and LSU as a whole to be under that radar, kind of like last year. You know, now that mm-hmm. he's out of Heisman, that kind of puts more pressure on him. If, they, if they're blasting that, he has the better chance. So I personally feel... I'd rather Miles Brennan be completely play under the radar and just out of nowhere, boom. Kind of like Burrow did at first. You know, no one uh, expected that. That's just that's just my opinion on it. Well, no question it, it, it tells me that they know that LSU's not slowing down. Jamar Chase leaves and his odds go up. Think about what we're saying. An elite wide receiver in reference to points and a point spread – Okay, it's usually a point. Quarterbacks are touchdown points. Okay, so six to seven points if your starting quarterback doesn't play. Jamar Chase leaves and his odds go up. What that tells me is they think that he's not going to try to force the ball to anybody, and he's going to spread it all over the field. I'm going to tell all of these, all of you LSU fans this right now. Listen to me. LSU was dominant running the football in that scrimmage in that first preseason scrimmage. Dominant. Put it on the record as we've come on this show and days and days and days I've come on the show, blurted something out. You're like, yeah, Blake, whatever. And then the next day you start to hear it. LSU offense and up front on the offensive line dominated running the football. You know who that helps the most? Not the offensive line, not the running backs. Miles Brennan, if you're able to run the football, you can do a lot of things. That's all I'm going to say. Week one against Mississippi State, 
I would not be surprised if LSU rushed for 200 yards total. Dude, watch for not, Curry. Watch for Curry. Well, I would, yep, yeah, watch for Curry. Watch for Ty Davis Price. Watch for John Emery. I was told that John Emery busted like two or three big runs for 30 yards, and it was tackled. Like, they were going at it. What's this you got for me, Doobie? I, I wanted to run this real quick. Um, all right, so I'm gonna run. I'm running it right now. What we're looking at here is ESPN's quote unquote experts. This is what they have as the top ten most entertaining teams for 2020. Can we can we talk about uh, Arkansas State and Oklahoma State, even Notre Dame? Now, who 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 ran this? Who is this from? This is ESPN uh, from their quote unquote experts. I'm just trying to um, scratch my head, trying to figure out Oklahoma, Notre Dame, uh, well, Arkansas. Let, let's go State. by this now. Let's go down from this. One, two. Hold on. Go. Uh, well, Jack. let's see. One, two, three, four, five. I agree with. It doesn't matter in the order. I'm not talking about the order. Okay. Order doesn't mean anything to me. I agree with one, two, three, four, five. Okay. Number six. I think it's a little interesting because of everything that happened. Everything that happened. Nine, ten. Are we joking right now? Like, are we joking in reference to nine and ten? The only reason, Doobie, why I would leave Notre Dame up there is because for the first time ever, they're in a conference. Right? Like, how did they do in a, in a conference-only schedule? I think that that's interesting. Now, I'm not going to get into this, 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 you know, ordering of this, but that's Rudy Pooh. That's trash right there. That's trash. Okay. Well, you know what? You, you know what? And I know, and everybody's heard this by now. We were going to throw in the, Five percent capacity that LSU is going to be doing, and and look, I'm sure you guys have heard this already by now, so we don't have to do a deep dive into this. LSU not having a hundred and two thousand in their stands. You mean to tell me that's not entertaining? You mean to tell me that LSU versus Alabama is not entertaining? Get out of here with that garbage. Okay, we do have Mr. Gags on the line. We do. Gags hit me up today saying that he had some betting that he wanted to, to talk about before we get into the NFL season. Gags, you there? It's the Parish Gambling Report. <laughs> okay, the Parish Gambling Report. Let me ask you a couple questions here, Gags. The Kansas City Chiefs on, th- on Thursday night football go against the Houston Texans at minus nine or minus nine and a half. Who are you taking in that one? I'll go with the Chiefs. I just think the offense is too much for Houston. I think they've learned their lesson um, from the AFC divisional round game last year. So I'll take the Chiefs to win by two touchdowns. Whew. Gags, as a as a gambler, do you does it scare you when you start having NFL games that are bigger than seven points? Because the Texans were a playoff team last year, and I know that New Coppins isn't there, but does that scare you as a better? Not really, because, I mean, if you think about it, the Chiefs' offenses can score from the one-yard line onwards. I mean, it's, it's, 
it's just one of those things that, you know, usually the Super Bowl champ, um, the line usually is big. I remember, you know, the the days of New England winning the Super Bowl titles, and they would play on Thursday night football, and the line was at least 7 to 10. Uh, so it doesn't really scare me that much, to be honest with you, Blake. Okay. Okay, I, I'm going to stay away from it, Gags. I'm actually going to stay away from all week one games because I'm scared to death of what it's going to look like without some preseason, but that's just me. Let me, let's me let hop over to the NFC South. The, the NFC, or really the NFC game of the week is, is, is Drew Brees versus Tom Brady. Who do you have there and why? I have the Saints winning by 10-plus points. I just think that defense Ooh. is going to be too much for Tom Brady. I think the defensive line really attacked. I don't think Tampa's going to re- be able to run the football. That's so going to put pressure on Brady. Um, you know, the biggest question for Tampa Bay coming into the season, in my opinion, was the offensive line. They've done nothing, to my knowledge, to upgrade that offensive line. So I really think Cam Jordan. I know Marcus Davenport didn't practice today, but he should be able to play. Um, but I really think that defensive line. Oh, my God. <laughs> what happened? Love it. <laughs> oh, love only it. y'all heard that. I didn't hear it. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I had to came on while I'm looking at. Um, I tell you what, guys, that rascal, huh? <laughs> tell you what, man. Dang. That garment. <laughs> I tell you what. <laughs> Sorry, that rascal that. son of a man. All right. <laughs> Gags, they did get Tristan Wirfs, who's a rookie, who will more than likely be going up against Cam Jordan. That's a big – I mean, look, I don't care how – unless your name's Quentin Nelson as a rookie, I mean, I don't know really what to expect for him, but I agree with you. What other games are you looking out for? What are some easy games that we could bet on that you think that we could put some money on and make some money? Well, i got a couple college picks. i got a couple NFL picks. I'm really looking at the college. I see a lot of opportunity week one, especially. I'll give you um, two right off the bat. I really like Arkansas State plus 10.5 against Kansas State. I like Arkansas State. I like the way they played against Memphis, who is the AAC favorite, in my opinion, in that, in that conference. They put up some points. The defense wasn't that great, but I think they could stay within the number against Kansas State. I like them. And then um, late game. Um, I like Coastal Carolina plus seven over Kansas, the less miles like Kansas Jayhawks. Um, I just Coastal Carolina to me is a team that can play well with Kansas. Kansas historically hasn't done well with FCS opponents, so I think uh, you know if Coastal Carolina happens to lose, I think it's between uh, between zero and six. I mean one and six points. So I like them. And then I'll give you a uh, upset. I kind of like. I, I really like Syracuse. And the 24 points going over the Matt Brown-led uh, North Carolina Tar Heels. I'm getting 24 points. That's, what, four scores? I, I really In an ACC game where you don't have – you really don't know who's going to show up, that's, that's my, my upset pick. And then if you want me um, – I'll give you two in the NFL. I, I really love Arizona plus seven. I've loved what they've done with Hopkins. I think Christian Kirk who's on my fantasy team, is going to have a big year. Well, you still got Fitzgerald. You got Kenyon Drake. I think Tyler Murray really grew up last year. I think he's going to grow up even bigger. And I wouldn't be surprised if Arizona could sneak and get a wild card this year. And then the homer pick, the homer pick for my Green Bay Packers, plus three 
take it. Aaron Rodgers will have a big day. Aaron Jones will have a big day. Plus three, 24-17 Green Bay over Minnesota. Okay. All right. Well, those are some good picks. Let me let me break some of these down because college, you know, I, I follow it more than the NFL on betting lines. I love your Syracuse over UNC. Syracuse, who had an off year last year, really is going to uh, really get that game close last year against UNC. I, I'm going to I would take Syracuse as well. I think 24 is too big. I'm going to take Syracuse on that one as well. Um, you know what, Gags? I'm going to I'm going to flip. I'm going to counter your pick with Green Bay and Minnesota. I'm going to go just head-to-head. I would take Green Bay over Minnesota. Danielle Hunter, the former LSU defensive end, is placed on the IR. I think that they can't replace his pass rush. I would take Green Bay on a head-up game. One game that I think that people also need to watch out for and and, and need to really look about this is the Ravens. Now, I'm not going to pick them week one, but I really think Lamar Jackson has, has helped himself out a lot being a better passer in the pocket, I, I would really – I'm probably going to bet a lot on the Ravens this year, just my pick. Uh, Gags, getting out the door, what – not just football-related, but what about some ponies? What about some trick ponies? Do we have anything this weekend that we could also bet on that as well? Uh, we have some Kentucky Downs this weekend. Uh, I'm, I'm also focusing on the football aspect right now. The ponies kind of – Kind of went. Uh, we had some tracks close on Labor Day weekend, so I kind of took a, a back on a back turn on the ponies for now. To be honest with you, Blake, uh, we'll have some tracks this weekend. I might be able if you if you're able to Friday, might be able to give out one or two pony picks for the big races this weekend. If that's okay with you. Say so you broke up there at the end. Say that again. I said I might. I said the big races this week, and I haven't really looked over anything yet, so I might be able to give out something for the for the weekend. Yeah. Okay, got you. Yeah. Well, I I know that you know they they've had some of them closing down. I didn't know if there was any out there that we could talk about. One last one, gags, mm-hmm. and I, I know I keep talking, get saying getting you out of the door here. I did take a pick that I probably shouldn't have on head to head. And this was not for really money, just a uh, just a pick with a buddy. John Adam reminded me of it. I'm going to take Denver over Tennessee. I think that okay, Drew Lock. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. I really, I really like the bet. I, I mean, I'm going to be dead honest with you. I, I think Denver. It depends on Drew Lock for me. I mean, I know they lost Von Miller last night. He hurt his ankle in practice on the unfortunately the last play of practice. He tore his ankle tendon. So he's out for the season, um, as reported yesterday. But I really love the bet. I think Tennessee's one of the most overhyped teams coming into this year. I I do too, and I think that Drew Locke was the was on a hot streak before he got out. You know, the season was over. Seven touchdowns, one pick, over thirteen hundred yards. I like Drew Locke a lot. Thank you, Gag, so much for calling in, sir. And we'll we'll have you on again soon, hopefully for the hundredth episode next week. Thank y'all for having me. Y'all have a great week. God you too, bless. man. You too, Thank man. you, buddy. Doobie, I see that you you pulled something up here. Go ahead and run that, and let's talk about this and kind of break down to everybody as we're getting out the this is. 
Yeah, I was just uh, seeing this on there. Um, this is to no surprise whatsoever. Is the SEC makes up 21% of all NFL opening day rosters. However, I am a little mm-hmm. surprised. I say I'm a little surprised. I thought LSU would have had more than 42, especially with so many just getting drafted. Now, this is, I'm assuming this is in total of what they have. Um, I'm kind of a little surprised to see the gap right there, um, 42 to 57 to uh, Alabama. I'm going to have to go. Uh, not me. Not me. It was closer in the Les Miles era before he tanked everything in 2016. A lot of those 42 players or I would say close to 25 to 26 of them are under, if not, actually, I think it's close to 30, if not 30, are under Ed Orgeron. you got to remember, and we're not getting into this Darius Geis situation, but Geis is out. You've had some situations here. I'm more looking at your the thing on the right, the SEC players on the, on the 2020 ESPN preseason All-America. Okay? Yes. So I, I'm – well, here's what here's the biggest thing of all of this. Of all of this, it's not Devonta Smith. He's earned it. It's not Alex uh, Leatherwood. He's earned it. It's not Trey Smith. I think he's the best offensive guard in in, in college football. It's not it's not Deontay Brown, Jalen Waddle, Dylan Moses, Derek. It's not even Derek Stingley. You know who it is for me? Jabril Cox, the North Dakota State transfer linebacker is a preseason All-American. For all of you people, for all of you people talking about Jabril Cox and what he means, that kid right there is more than likely going to be a first-round pick and why I think that that solidifies why LSU's defense is going to be so much better than it was last year. But that's just my that's just my opinion. Well, just my opinion. Jabril Cox is going to light it up. He's going to light it up. See, I'm seeing a lot of uh, Stingley uh, like as a very heavy, way too early Heisman. Again, anytime uh, I've, I've, I can't stand – let me, let me just put it like this. I hate preseason rankings. It's irrelevant. It's stupid. All it does is just cause – it just gives somebody something to argue about on Facebook. But it's dumb. Any kind of uh, early Heisman things is pretty much irrelevant. However, could I see it being a logical thing? Absolutely. But I'm not. Well, a, let I me was, throw. Go ahead. Finish up. Finish uh, what you're saying. I, I was never, ever a fan of these preseason rankings uh, on teams, even like the the top 25 coming into it. it nothing matters until you get into what? Mid-October? College football rank, you know what I mean? But I mean, it is kind of this year. I think it's going to be a little different. Oh, I think yeah, every game, you're right about you know, that. Every everything, every game matters. Here's the thing: of everybody on that list, I can make an argument for for being one of the better players at their position. Maybe outside of Jalen Waddle, maybe outside of, of Pat Sertan. I think he's got a lot to prove too. Richard LeCount is the best safety in college football from Georgia. There's no questions about that. None whatsoever. Devonta Smith is one of the better receivers, and Alex Leatherwood, for most people in the NFL, thinks is the best offensive tackle in college football. Even even Penny better than Penny Sewell out in Oregon. Deontay Brown's interesting to me. I, I, I don't know. But Jabril Cox should tell every LSU fan that's listening right now, uh, uh, being on preseason, guys, he was going to be a second-round pick last year. 
So that's it. All right, Debbie, we're going to go ahead and wrap up. Guys, I will be on the Bucks report with Peter Blake later on tonight, so be watch out for that. We're going to be breaking down the Saints versus the Bucks. That would be a lot of fun. Doobie, as we're getting out of the door, what else do we have to tell to the fine people of AYS other than going to the AYS uh, store on AYS.com slash shop? Yep, and there's a little screenshot of that. Um, I'm going to have to wait and look into this, but I'm kind of, man, I might have to crawfish out on something that I'd said. Uh <laughs> For a while, um, am I starting to lose a little bit of? Uh, I don't want to say hope, but I'm not hearing uh, too much Kyle Trask uh, stuff lately. It's like I get it; we don't know a lot, but maybe you can elaborate on it. Is is is? Uh, was I overhyping him coming into this year? That's a yes. Maybe. I already know it. Yep. Maybe a little. I've just I haven't heard any kind of like hype. We need to bring Gator Dave back on. I think that he would be able to break him down a little bit better because I I mean he he will. I, I'll I'll talk to him tomorrow see if we can't get Gator Dave back on. Um, I want to know. I seriously want to know. That'd be awesome. Here's my here's my God's honest opinion. We got two more minutes and we're gonna get out of here. My God's honest opinion about Kyle Trask. I think that. People have film on him now. I think that he ha- was a different pace and a different wavelength that you that you've seen. The thing is, is I think that Dan Mullen uh, can can coach quarterbacks, and so I'm not going to rule him out. But here's the problem for Kyle Trask: name a good weapon outside of Kyle Pitts. Yeah, Van and- Jefferson, Van Jefferson's with the Rams now. I mean, Kyle Pitts is a is a is a big time tight end, but man, I mean, they got a lot of question marks. A lot of question marks. We need to have Gator Dave on. That and, and, and yeah, we, I want to. I want to kind of a little report on the O line, what they're looking like right now, because obviously that's going to play out. The sneakiest O line in college. The sneakiest O line in college football. I think they'll be good up front. I, I think I think scary enough that if if push came to shove, they might push some people around, which will be scary. But we'll see. All right, guys, my name is Blake Rafino. This was Are You Serious? This was Are You Serious Sports? Like we're leaving Are You Serious Sports? This is Are You Serious Sports? Doobie Lane was back on the ones and twos making everything. Guys, we have a lot in store. We have episode 100 that will be airing next week. Be in store for that. I want to have a blowout for AYS 100. Guys, we greatly appreciate you joining the show. Y'all have a good night. Peace out. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.